everybody, welcome to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I am your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala. Today we are talking about X2, or X2 X-Men United. Or X-Men 2. <laughs> or X-Men 2, or... Or X-Men 2 X-Men, X-Men United. Or X-Men 2 United, or X-Men United X2. We're talking about the second X-Men movie <laughs> today. <laughs> this is, like, a lot of people's favorite of the first three X-Men movies. It's it's I good. See, I don't see why. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's a very competent film, but it might be my least favorite of these three. <laughs> it's all right. Looking at it just from a filmmaking standpoint, from a story perspective and, and characters, it's, it's, it's pretty great. But it's not that compelling to me and i wasn't really that captured by it on this most recent viewing this is a movie i don't think i've ever seen not on a laptop i I don't know why (laughs) every time i've watched this movie over the past i don't know a lot of years it's always been on a computer i don't it's just one of those kinds of movies i guess i'll just throw an x-men 2 in the background right now and maybe not seeing it on a bigger screen is part of why i wasn't as into it but i don't think that was part of it no i like it and i think it has some some good scenes and some good character moments in action but i really like that first one a lot more i don't know yeah this, what? this one had a strong start and then i was so disappointed when like the rest of the movie I wasn't f- as good i feel weird about <laughs> <laughs> how this has been going recently where it's like blade 2 not that good x2 is fine daredevil's good like i feel like we're, yeah. we're doing something wrong <laughs> i feel like we just have shit opinions <laughs> we we hate all the movies that everyone else thinks is good <laughs> yeah except spider-man which which is pretty well which is fucking it's awesome. spider-man it's so. so good then let's stop talking about our opinions and just get into some facts this was released in the united states on may 2nd of 2003 i think it was released a little bit earlier in the uk i don't know why people studios do that but usually some country you're like australia will get it a couple weeks early they wouldn't give me a concrete budget on this one either 110 to 125 million and i don't know why they would be so shy about that because it made 407 million so this is a, a huge also, success that's kind of a big gap uh between 110 and 125 absolutely it is that's a like how do you how do you not know 15 where 15 million, million dollars, dollars went in the budget it all went it all went to hair it all went <laughs> to hugh jackman's hair because his hair in this is a lot more like th- pointy pointy than it was in the <laughs> first one but he's still wonderful obviously a dirt again directed by uh our favorite our favorite brian singer this won't be the last one directed by him but it's the last one for a little bit because after this he goes on to make superman returns which is a movie i like and no one else seems to like because you have shit opinions because i have shit opinions well both of us do because we're really fucking up the show with our weird looks but i think it's just because people after the mcu happens people go back to those movies and they don't really go back to these ones so i think i think people forget a lot of, of yeah these. i feel like if it's not part of the mcu people have kind of forgotten it by now <laughs> yeah and this is one i had kind of forgotten how i totally felt about it even though i've seen it a few times it's like i've always been like oh yeah you know it's a good successor to the second one but it's never been like oh man that one fucking that one's so much better or anything like i I like the first one quite a bit more even though this has a lot of improvements and a lot more characters in it but it was written by david Hayter and michael daughtry who i'm a huge fan of he uh wrote and directed trick or treat and krampus which are two wonderful wonderful halloween movies or halloween and christmas horror movies that i think are are really great you can't really have october without trick or treat i've made you watch that before that's yeah, a, that's a was good. that's a real fun time i don't know why every single time i remember that david hater wrote 
these movies. Well, he did. Well, yeah, he did. He did write come back yeah. for this one because it's hilarious. A yeah, solid it's snake. Just so funny to think about because like he's like it's so random. King of the nerddom. Like he gets to be fucking one of the most iconic video game characters of and like that wrote, generation. And also wrote two X Men. He movies. wrote some X Men <laughs> movies, and I think he wrote some other movies too. I can't remember what they are, but it was also written by Dan Harris, who wrote Superman Returns. Also interesting. This movie's story is by Zach Penn, who I don't know his exact credits, if these are all story credits or writing credits, I think they're various, but he's written on Last Action Hero, Ants, Inspector Gadget, Men in Black, Elektra, X-Men Last Stand, The Incredible Hulk, The Avengers, and Ready Player One. So if that's not a fucking mixed bag... Yeah, I was about to say... He's like the new David S. Goyer for, for us, but I don't think... Lots of hits and lots of misses. Yeah. Very big miss on that last one. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego. Like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. So what's the plot of this movie, Franny? What do you think the story was as we um, can steal from another podcast? Stryker hates mutants and mm-hmm. he wants to use... Uh, Cerebro. Per- yeah, he wants to use Cerebro and hypnotize Professor X into killing all the mutants on the planet. So basically Stryker, he's an army general guy or I don't know I don't know what his exact position is. Who cares? He's, yeah, he's, he's just generic. He's played army by guy. <laughs> he's played by Brian Cox who I like a lot. But he is I just realized that one of the actors' na- last names in this movie is Cox and the other is Cumming. So that's <laughs> God damn it. That's just that's a great IMDB <laughs> page. Oh my god, yeah, of course. I'm sorry, you're everybody. The, you're the only one to realize it. Well, I watched Stan Helsing last night, so... <laughs> Mind a blowjob and start smacking his ass! So, Stryker, he's like, oh, you know, I'm an army general who... I guess he created Wolverine, because if you recall, the last X-Men movie ends with... Because the whole thing is like, oh, Wolverine's trying to remember his past. And Professor X sends him to Alkali Lake, where he is at the start of this movie. Or eventually, we find out that this fucking guy who's making all these... Basically, he's very anti-mutant. He also was running the Weapon X program, (laughs) so it's a little coincidental, but I guess that guy would probably go on to hate mutants. I don't know. It's a little... Because why not? (laughs) Why not? It's fine. It's one of those those fine comic book coincidences, just like, you know, Spider-Man knows all of his villains in his personal life before they become a supervillain by some weird science (laughs) experiment, so I do really like the X-Men in this for the most part Jean's hair is much better she looks much better with, with the shorter hair just like Natasha Romanoff always does I think short hair if, if you're a redhead is the way to go um <laughs> I don't want to tell you how to live your life but it's an all right but, way uh, to that's live exactly it. what he's that's doing exactly what you better fucking do <laughs> speaking of red hair Mystique is in this and she I don't know if she has more to do but you see her as Rebecca Romaine in this movie probably did she have a weird effect on her voice in the last movie because I don't think she did but she did in this because we shouldn't have to because there's that scene where she's with nightcrawler they say you can imitate anybody even their voice even their voice oh also a huge part of this is it shouldn't really be called x-men united it should just be called mutants united or it should just be called x2 because it's the x-men and they're teaming up with the bad guys and by bad guys i mean literally just mystique and magneto because i mean not really (laughs) how many movies is this now where 
the heroes have teamed up with the villains and then they've been fucked over because it happened in the Punisher from the 80s. It happened in Blade 2 and now it's happened in this and I'm sure it'll happen a bunch more times. <sighs> I think the lesson here things. is don't trust the people that you try to murder every week. <laughs> no, exactly. Toad and Sabretooth, they fucking died in the <laughs> last movie. Even though you could have brought them back. Like, I wish they did. Just because I would, they're, they're fun. <laughs> I think they were gonna bring back Toad, and we could have gotten a Toad versus Nightcrawler fight. I would have watched that. I feel like Nightcrawler is so weird in this movie. I don't like it. I don't think I we've... like how he looks. I think the tattoos are too much. I think it's weird. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. I, I don't... don't like in the opening when he has when he's in Whiteface. When he has like what? The, you know when he's at the White House in the opening scene and like he's posing as a human. He's like oh, Caucasian. Ew, yeah. It's so weird. Gross. I feel like I couldn't understand a single word he said in this entire movie. Yeah, because Alan Cumming, who plays him, he has like a thick German accent. Or I don't know if he actually does, or because that's part of the character, I, I guess. I think it might I, be fake. He might be putting it it's on. It's way too thick to be real. <laughs> yeah, all the W's are V's. He's <laughs> Kurt the Wagner. <laughs> and he has to say it every single time he meets somebody. I don't like the running joke. I hate the joke where he's like, But in the Munich Circus, I was known as the Incredible Nightcrawler. It wasn't funny the first he time. He weaseled it in. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't funny the first time or the 20th time. Because he says it to Magneto, he says it to War, like everybody. Like, I'm glad he's in it because I think Nightcrawler's a cool character and I enjoy the opening scene, but I don't think it's like an action masterpiece like a lot of people no, do. I, it's not I, my favorite scene in the movie. It's still cool though. <laughs> it's cool. No, it's really cool and I really like it. He I was feel like good gonna stab the president in the yeah. face i feel like it was a good way to open the movie though yeah oh Even no though it like it's a it's kind of gets you more hyped than you should be for this movie <laughs> yeah but the thing is it's not a bad i don't know if i just wasn't in the mood for it or what costumes are better in this i mean they have like a little bit of colored lining and they more so in x3 I think Kitty Pride's costume and that has like a pink lining on it. It's like, oh, it's That's it's something. But she doesn't even like wear pink in the <laughs> comics. It's not it's not her her look. Everyone looks good. The Misty makeup's good. I don't think they layered it on as thick in this one. I think it was more of a I think there's more digital stuff like the eyes are digital in this where they were contacts in the first one. I think the effects in general in this one are better or they're just yeah they're just really good i like them i think i like the claws more in the first one because they're like i i really enjoy the mansion scene where the mansion just gets fucking raided <laughs> and you see banshee and you see colossus and you see kitty pride and you see all these characters it's great to see them and you get that that moment that we were talking about which i mean in like a post logan universe it's really nothing but it's really cool when he gets that guy up against the fridge and stabs him like that's an <laughs> awesome moment but when his claws pop out it looks a little too like fake like it's like a sec like a second thing but i i thought that I they looked know. fine until i don't remember what scene it was but somebody touched them they like wobbled like they were made out of rubber oh yeah and that just took me out of it the best best claw moment in the movie is the cat i think which ended all yeah. that that's like that's just like a cute little bumper to that scene <laughs> like that ended all the trailers i remember it's because, you know, it's like, oh, Wolverine's walking around Bobby's house, which we'll, we'll talk about that. But Have then, you ever tried not being a mutant? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously that scene's like the coming out scene. We'll, we'll talk, I think, uh, I don't think, but Brian Singer's gay. That's why he did all those but also Ian McKellen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Ian McKellen. Yeah, that's not saying it. No, not at all. It's been bleeped right out. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, well, he did. But Ian, McK <laughs> Ian McKellen is also gay. 
And so he, like, worked with them on that scene to make it feel like more of a coming-out scene, because obviously that's what the mutants... Or the mutants are an allegory for homophobia and racism, and so I think that's a... Everything a, that people hated in the 50s yeah, is, like, what or, or the 60s, X-Men represent. But yeah, or, yeah, 60s. or just now, because people are fucking <laughs> monsters. Yeah, so I, I like that scene a lot. I think that's a, that's a good scene. I think it's... I think some of the, like, oh, it's homosexual stuff in, like, some of the later movies is a little, like, get it? Like, there's a line that's always bugged me in first class where Beast is like, didn't ask, so I didn't tell. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. Fuck you, get it. yeah. Like, I understand. It didn't. You didn't have to really layer we it on. Get it. it didn't need to be that blunt. I really like it in this. And yeah, his parents are like, oh, you ever tried not being? Because <laughs> they didn't know. I guess they thought the Xavier School was a boarding school. But anyway, Logan is walking around the house. And then the family cat, like, meows at him, and then he, like, I'm, I'm glad he wasn't, like, a few inches closer, because he, he would have fucking spe- kebobbed to that cat. <laughs> imagine if, imagine in this movie where he decapitates a cat. <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene, he's, like, trying to put the cat's head back on the body. <laughs> I'd watch that. He, he, he puts his claws out, and the cat licks his claws. It's fun. I, <laughs> it's That's weird, what it was. Fun. What, what was? The cat licking his claws. Oh, yeah. The claws moved, and it just looks so bad. And I okay, yeah, because they should be, like, very static. Because they're yeah. in between his knuckles. Is... But they were, like, wobbling like they were made out of rubber. It was just, no. <laughs> well, as we talked about, I mean, like, a lot of the times they were rubber. <laughs> they were rubber. They were... Also, here's something that we never get a sense of in this movie. Just a random fun fact thing. But if we were just talking about Nightcrawler, who I like the tail... I think that's cool. And I do like the makeup in the face. I think the scene where they're in the, he's in the church with Storm and Jean is a little, like, I don't know. I don't I don't think he needed all the religious tattoos. I thought it was... Because he is, like, very Catholic in the comics, he, he becomes a priest at some point, actually. I don't know. I, I, I don't really like that scene that much. But he's supposed to be the son of Mystique and Azazel, who's the, like, the Satan guy in first class, that red guy who's a teleporter. It kind of makes sense... But there's nothing in this movie to, like, back that up. So, I don't know. I guess there's, like, a little expanded thing. But I think there's a moment in X-Men Apocalypse where there's there's some sort of exchange between them where she, he's like, wait a minute, you, you know, you seem awful familiar or something. And that movie, first thing Mystique does You're blue is, too. <laughs> yeah, well, they, there's a lot of blue in these movies. And so when it gets to, like, X-Men Apocalypse, when it's Nightcrawler and it's Mystique and it's Beast, and <laughs> it gets... It's too much. On this fucking DVD cover, it's fucking blue on either side. It's, this is a bad post. Okay, so the DVD, like, widescreen cover, it's one of the most popular posters for this movie. There's a few. I really like the one where it's, like, all the fucking X-Men. But this one is really weird because it's Wolverine in the middle, and then it's two girls with white hair, and then it's two blue people because it's fucking Wolverine and then Storm and Rogue and then Mystique and Nightcrawler. Look at this. <laughs> also, those aren't... Storm is not that important. Yeah, I was about to say, these seem like the most random characters to put on them. Mystique, Mystique doesn't do anything. Mystique and Storm, yeah. Storm doesn't do anything. I mean, looking at this Nightcrawler cover... Nightcrawler is kind of just there. Looking at this cover, they should really call it the X-Women, uh, is all I'm saying. And by the way, the women are always saving the men around here. You might want to think about changing the name to X-Women. This movie does have a few villains, because it has Striker, and it has... Magneto. Magneto and Mystique, and it has Lady Deathstrike, one of the most 90s names of all time. <laughs> not a good name, but... 
The fight scene between her and Logan is my favorite scene in this movie. I think that's an awesome action scene where they're just they're just stabbing the shit out of each other. Honestly, I couldn't tell what the fuck was happening. <laughs> oh, was it too like spinny for there too was shaky? So, for there you? was way too many cuts, mm. and I like I just couldn't follow what was happening. Oh, I couldn't I tell like who was scene. getting stabbed. <laughs> I do like the X two. Uh, video game more than I like this movie <laughs> on GameCube and like PS2. That game is fucking great. Uh, Mark Hamill voices Wolverine. That got me a date. And, oh, really? Yeah, and there's like a Spider-Man appearance in that. So I uh, rode out here in the chartered bus along with the other superheroes who can't fly or teleport. Right. And my Aunt Tilly body doubles for Madonna. Some of those games would have appearances. Like, I think the Punisher game has Spider-Man and Daredevil, or no, not Spider-Man, but Iron Man and Daredevil in it. What the fuck? So, there's a lot of stuff like that. I miss those games. Like, when they were based on movies, but also they would have weird shit in it because the movie licenses are different than the game licenses. I didn't go back and play a ton of X2 before doing this, but I've played a lot of that game over the course of my life, so... I just, I just miss when there was weird character cameos just in games in general. Yeah. Where you could play as, like, Spider-Man and Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, and Darth Maul and, a, like... Was a, it Shrek in it or something? Shrek and a piece of tofu. I think there's a fighting game where you play as Fred Durst or something, so... <laughs> oh, no, there's... There's, like, five. Great, that's I wonderful. Think, and I think they're all from different series. Like, he's just in a bunch in, of like, fighting games. In, like, WWE and fucking... Yeah. yeah. that's wonderful. He's just There's in a bunch of wrestling some games arcade, no Some reason. arcade game where you can be Barney the Purple Dinosaur, too. Oh, man. Yeah, that those, those are the days. Now you get, like, nothing like that. Everything is very just, like, oh, no, it's all us because how we split the deals. It's like, doesn't, doesn't now you matter. just get... <laughs> Now you just get Arnold Schwarzenegger in Oh, that's Kombat. right. I guess you get except, that. Except he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's an impersonator. <laughs> yeah, which I guess it's not hard to get a fucking Arnold impersonator. Everybody's yeah. done it. But how do you get his likeness but not be able to use his voice? I don't know. He probably doesn't even own his own likeness. I know Carrie, <laughs> Carrie Fisher used to have that bit where she's like, And though amongst your many possessions you have owned my likeness, lo, all these years so that... Every time I look in the mirror, I have to send you a check for a couple of bucks. I really do enjoy the fight between uh, him and Lady Deathstrike, because it's in the Weapon X facility, and he fucking kills her with liquid adamantium, and it's brutal. And there's that bit... She sinks to the bottom because it solidifies yeah, in her exactly. body. It's crazy. And the th <laughs> yeah, right? What the fuck? <laughs> so it turned all her insides to, like, I guess be coated in metal. And then it was leaking out of her face. Yeah, it's coming out the fucking eye sockets. So when he's just, like, lying on the thing and then she's just stabbing yeah, him through oh it, my that's God. my favorite part. That's <laughs> all my favorite that's like my favorite little action part in this movie is just that one moment there was going to be a fight between her and cyclops at some point but there's already so much going on in this movie and cyclops does anything. nothing in this movie i no. he was even in it <laughs> no he's really he disappoints me a lot of people don't like cyclops just because of these movies i like him a lot in the first one we talked about him and his whole dynamic with logan i also don't like like, I don't really mind the, the weird love triangle in the first one. It's worse in this one. Like, it's not fun. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, wow, Logan, you're really fucking stabbing Scott in the back here. Like, yeah. no pun intended. Oh, he's got a claw. And then the whole <laughs> mystique thing in that tent. What was that? I have no clue. That never happens again. I don't think they interact on screen until, like, future past, maybe. Because she's not in X3 that much. So, there's the weird moment when they're just camping, which is also weird. 
before going to Alkali Lake again. And she comes into his tent and starts making out with him as Jean. And it's like, oh, okay, so I guess... Because Jean has that whole... Because I like Famica Jensen as Jean Grey a lot in this one. She doesn't have that much to work with, but I think she's good when she's in it. Because there is, like... Like, you can see that there's this internal struggle going on with her. And there's, like... Scott has that line about, oh, you know, it used to take you a while to levitate a book. And now you're fucking melting the room or whatever. Because your powers are growing so fast. And I like that. And obviously that... Hint, hint. Hint, hint. She's gonna become possessed by a firebird in this She already was. <laughs> yeah, but we'll talk about the phoenix stuff. They never even explained how it happened. <laughs> no, no. And get ready for the fucking third one. Does it one. get explained in the, in the third one or it's no? It's a split personality. Oh, great. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, but <laughs> have you ever seen, you haven't seen the third one, have you? I haven't seen any of these. Oh, you've seen the first one. You haven't I've seen s- this? I don't think so. We didn't watch it? No. I think I've only seen the first one. First class. And first class and Dark Phoenix and that's it. Oh my god. I like the internal struggle that she has, and there's that moment before she kisses, or Logan kisses her, which is weird, where she's like, Girls flirt with a dangerous guy, Logan. You don't take him home. I would never realistically be with you, which is kind of <laughs> brutal, but also, he's like a thousand years old anyway. It's it, all of that. It makes all of it And weird. she's already with somebody. And she so. has been for a long time. <laughs> and then she dies, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, she dies. <laughs> oh, and then she does more stuff with Logan in the third one. She kills Scott and she's possessed by a firebird or something, so it's fine. Whatever. We'll get to it. After that line in their kiss, then he goes in the tent and starts making out with her, but it's really Mystique and she keeps turning into people. One of them is Rebecca Romaine, but I don't know who the other ones are. I think one of them is like Rogue and I was like, oh. Yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> so and weird. And then I think after that she turns into Striker. That would have been something. <laughs> that would have been something. And if we're talking about how Cyclops was cut out, we need to talk about the comic that I forced you to read, God Loves Man Kills, which this is like classic Chris Claremont stuff. It's one of the most... And it's way better than the movie, it's, just saying. It is way better. It's a super quick read. I think it's like six... It's, it's like 70 pages. Yeah, it's but... It's really short. But I read it, it in starts, like two hours. It starts on page like six. Like So it's already yeah, just like it's a super 64. It's super short and it's really good and it's extremely loosely. It was like... I don't think it's as loosely because you have Magneto teaming up with the X-Men. You have have the using Cerebro, you they have Striker. Use, they use like the outline of this. Well, on the copy that we we have here, which I wish I owned, because I mean you can get this real cheap. I think I don't know when this one was printed. I don't think it was that long after the movie. Anyway, even says on the back of this copy the partial basis for X two. So it's not like that blatant, but it's it is a lot more interesting. And because instead of just being a random military guy, Striker is a pastor. Yeah, which makes him so much more interesting than I hate mutants because I hate mutants. No, and this he hates mutants because he thinks it's not part of God's plan because he's like this crazy reverend. Just talking about his fucking origin story in this comic. Yeah, it's so fucked up. And I mean, they kind of use it in this, but but they they... don't use it. They never say... So the the origin... Because he has like a son in this who's like this really powerful fucking telepath guy who becomes a little girl and to show professor x around in his brain in cerebro because he has like a weird makeshift cerebro in this movie he just casually built a second cerebro (laughs) yeah and i guess earlier in the movie he gets the plans for cerebro or whatever still i don't think that's a very easy thing to build especially in like well they don't really have a like but it's a real shitty version 
Like, it's, yeah, there's it's most like of falling the, apart. Most already. of the panels aren't there. They were just like, what's it's like the second Death Star. It's like, just build whatever's necessary. We're not going <laughs> to take as much time on this one. So he has that son. And I guess the like thing you don't see on screen is like he, a while ago, he was going to take his son to Xavier's school. And Xavier's like, oh, I won't take him or whatever. For whatever reason, I can't really remember. I think that's just in like a tie in comic or, or something. And the guy who plays his son, I can't remember his name, but that guy is Bane in Batman and Robin. Really? <laughs> yes. No beauty. Just the beast. But in the comic, or in the movie, I think there's like a quick line to Senator Kelly, who Senator Kelly is in this, even though he melt. I know it's Mystique, but... For like five minutes. Weird to see him back. Uh, I forgot that he, he came back. He's like, oh, you know, I was in the army. I ran Weapon X for a while. We'll see Stryker again in X-Men Origins and a bunch of these other movies. In the comic, he was in the army, and then he was driving around with his pregnant wife in their car... Did I either broke down or they got into a car crash? I think they got into a car crash. In the middle of nowhere, or just on the side of the road. And so he had to deliver his wife's baby on the side of the road, and it was a mutant baby, and so he fucking killed it. And, and then, then he killed his wife and tried to blow up the car. He, yeah, gas was running in the car, they all got in the car, he put the baby's corpse and his wife's corpse in the car with him and he was going to blow it up and it blew up but somehow he didn't blow up because it's a comic book it doesn't really matter and then he was like oh my big mistake uh god will never forgive me unless i rewrite my wrong and become a priest and spread hate for mutants and so he has this crusade going on like this yeah it's literally it's literally called the striker crusade yeah and he like publicly calls it that and people are like wait a minute or people are like wait a minute but not enough people because he has like millions of supporters i mean at the beginning i feel like people are cool with it like, they're just kind of like, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. And then, like, throughout the comic, people are like, hold on a minute. This isn't right. And by the end, they're like, wait, <laughs> what the fuck? Hold on. Why did, why did we sign on to any of this? There's a good line in X-Men 2. Sharing the world has never been humanity's defining attribute. That's a good line to kind of illustrate what the whole Striker Crusade <laughs> in, this, in this book. I think it's much more interesting, because in this, he has Xavier... But he's not being shown around by a little girl. He's having visions of being crucified on the top of the Twin Towers. By the X-Men. By, like, (laughs) demonic versions of the X-Men. And they're all using their powers on him. And then he almost murders Storm and Cyclops, who he also has captured. And in the movie, he brainwashes Cyclops and he has a fight with Jean. And For, like, two seconds. <laughs> it's nothing. It's like a single laser beam but and then, then it's over. But then the Deathstrike fight happens and you forget about it. Because <laughs> I'd forgotten that that whole action scene happened. There's there's some really good action in this movie. I want to talk more about the mansion and the stuff at Bobby's house later. But I just want to have a little corner about this comic because I'm glad you read it because it's a really breezy read. It's Chris Claremont, so it's a lot of people thinking about what they're gonna do as they do it it was as you do in a comic the art was well back then because the art wasn't quite there to be like because thought bubbles are pretty much extinct now you'll have like a colored box with the character's thoughts in it which isn't as weird because you know arts come a long way you kind of kind of illustrate these things again no pun intended more clear in this is a lot of people thinking about that, but if you can get over that, it's like, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Just track this down, because it's really good. And I would say, sometimes we're like, oh, you can steal comics, it's fine. Don't steal this, it's really good. I just found it at the library, but... Pay whatever, like, the, the $2 to buy this. On Comixology, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll, it'll be I'm super sure it's cheap. not expensive at all. No, there's no way. This printing, when it came out, like, eight years ago, was 15 bucks, And <laughs> that's not bad for a trade 
there's just so much going on in this. Not even just the crucifixion, but there's like, there's this whole scene where Kitty and Kitty Pride's a big part of this. She only has the one bit in the mansion, which I do enjoy, and I think it's might might be my favorite version of Kitty Pride on screen because I like Ellen Page fine in X Three, but it's a little too much. Like I I think it's more interesting when she's just like a a quick appearance. But there's like a moment when she's beating up this kid because oh my, his yeah his family supports his family like supports the striker crusade and he's he keeps being real derogatory and then their instructor is an african-american lady and she comes out and then kitty pride snaps at her about racism like oh if this was a racist thing then would you be like so sympathetic towards it so it's like there's these racist parallels there's hitler parallels in this to like yeah you know he's trying to eradicate a very Wait, certain don't they group bring of people that, doesn't somebody actually bring that up in yeah the comic? no that's what i'm saying there's oh, like okay. it's clearly <laughs> illustrated this doesn't shy away from shit like everything is very blunt and very clear in this because it should be because you really need to express the horrors of like dictatorship and this does it really well and it ends i don't know what it is it's like it's this, like a rally like this kinda? rally like this gallery event thing and the president's there and striker's there and he's just doing his his speech trying to convince people because this comic fucking opens on these two mutant children who oh, are like under the murdered? under the age of 12 being murdered and then posted his propaganda on like a swing set and magneto comes along and is like no <laughs> we're not gonna fucking do that what what i want to say is this has maybe my favorite scott summers moment ever two of them in a row there's two moments when he says something extremely profound and important and in this he's just crying about because his girlfriend got eaten by a tidal wave that's what we're dealing with in this movie in the comic well first he's talking about how oh you murdered those children just because they were born and then he's and then he says would you do that to somebody because of their the color of their skin or of their beliefs and striker says whatever a man's color or beliefs he's still human and you x-men are not and scott summer says what makes my link with heaven any stronger than yours we have unique gifts but no more special than a, a physician or psychiatrist or philosopher and athlete and that these arbitrary labels are more important than the way that we should live our lives and so basically he's just doing this whole thing about how mutant gifts might be more extraordinary than human gifts but it's not really a different thing just because it's genetic and he also talks about how it isn't striker himself or his purifiers who are dangerous but it's his ideas and if we don't stand up to his ideas right now then all we we're doing is basically delaying the holocaust like it gets extremely heavy and then, and then striker tries to shoot him <laughs> he tries to sh- and he tries to shoot kitty pride who to the public is like a 13 year old mutant girl and so a cop shoots him and I think a few episodes ago, or in this Spider-Man episode, because there's all those weird, like, extras asides, I was talking about how, oh, you know, I love a new comic where it'll just be one-off panels where it's a random citizen's thoughts on it, and there, it keeps cutting to these cops who are like, this whole mutant thing's really weird, and I love it, and so one of those cops fucking saves the day and shoots Stryker. Oh yeah, something I just remember the Stryker also does. He has like this assistant with him mm-hmm. that he doesn't know is a mutant, and then he finds out she's a mutant. So in front of everyone at the rally, he just pushes oh, yeah. her off and snaps and her neck. snaps her neck, which is interesting because in this movie, Lady Deathstrike is his assistant, who is a mutant. And he knows it, he though. He knows, and there's no point because she knows his plan to fucking, like, kill, every kill mutant all the mutants. The planet. And there's not a point where she's like, 
hey, you're <laughs> going to make sure that I'm spared, right? And she has one line of dialogue in the movie, and I think it's just like, what are you doing in here? And that's fucking it. I think it's, her name's Kelly Hugh. She's in Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Dix Manhattan. <laughs> so right? That must be something really weird to hear, like out of context, like not knowing what that movie is. <laughs> if you don't know what J- Jason Takes Manhattan is. Oh yeah, well it's actually Jason on a cruise ship for 80 minutes and then fucking, he's in Manhattan for 10. He's in New York City for 10 and it's Vancouver for 85% <laughs> of it act anyway. Uh, I still, that's the first Friday movie I ever saw, so it has a special place in my heart. Second Scott Summers moment. Basically, at the end of all this, at the end of Charles Xavier, this whole time has been brainwashed. He almost killed two of his best students. He's been kind of out of the picture, which he is for a lot of this movie also. On the Weekly Planet, they've always called it Professor Xing, where every movie he would get like Professor X, which is basically he's too powerful to be in the movie, so you gotta like push him aside. <laughs> in the first movie, he doesn't really. In the second movie, he's incapacitated or he's he's being used to he's brainwashed. He's being used to destroy everybody, all the all the mutants, and then eventually, once Magneto is in charge, all the humans. In the third movie, he fucking explodes. Spoiler alert: <laughs> he's killed. So it's it's always something like that. And in the comic, this that's happened to him this whole time, but it's a lot more horrifying in this than it is in the movie. He's just being led around by a little girl or whatever. But after that, he's like, you know what, Magneto, who doesn't turn on them in this, he's actually a lot more loyal. Maybe we'll just join your, your crusade and we'll just do this together because we've been fighting for too long and maybe the humans are never going to accept us, so I guess we'll join you. Yeah, they pretty much think that like even though they killed striker pretty much like his ideas already out there yeah so it's kind of too late <laughs> well exactly it's just like what scott said earlier where oh you know it's it's the idea it's not the guy and there's that whole there's that actually there's that line in v for vendetta that kind of applies where he's like beneath this mask there is an idea mr creedy and ideas are bulletproof but at the end he's like i won't accept that charles don't you see we're human a, maybe a different branch but we're part of the same tree just because it's a fundamental shift in attitude, it doesn't really mean anything. You brought us together to fulfill a dream, one born out of hope and the noblest of human aspirations, and we've sw- we've sweat and bled, and some of us have fucking died. <laughs> not maybe that's not word for word. <laughs> Imagine some of us fucking lost our goddamn motherfucking lies, you bitch, to make it a reality. And I'm not prepared to give that up. The means are as important as the end, and we're basically just not gonna give up. And Magnia's like. So you guys are, you all agree to this? All right, fine. <laughs> he's not like, I'm yeah, going to no fucking be, destroy you. He's no like, agree, Fair. So he's like, all right, I'm going to head out. Yeah, <laughs> he's exactly, I'm going to head out. That's a perfect <laughs> version. But that Scott Summers, that's my Scott Summers. I don't want, and I I like James Marsden in this role. I feel like he's so whiny though. But, well, yeah, but he's not in the first one. But in this, and in the third one, he's in it for like a minute. And then he dies. And then he gets, <laughs> he dies and you don't see him again until Days of Future Past. Great. And you see him for like a second. And so. Because he dies there too. They really waste him. It sucks because I think he's good. The mansion scene is pretty good. The, it starts with a kid with like a nine-year-old getting shot in the neck. Which is always so that's a, great. Which is always great. great. It's a little on the nose, but I kind of like where he's watching like the, the, the like National Geographic and it's like the mommy cub always leaves her babies behind and then the second after that happens when all like the X-Men are gone then then of course the fucking they move in so 
you see what you did there? That was probably Singer. He was like, oh, this is going to be so cool and pretentious. So I'm going to throw that in there. Fuck you, Bran Singer. <laughs> I fucking hate him so much. He's a monster. That's when we get Colossus, which is good because I forgot that he's in there. He's a big part of the comic story. And he's barely used in this. He's really shunned. He gets some time to shine for a second. And then Logan's like, no, just help them. Just go with them. It's fine. Just go with the kids. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, I'm going to head out. Uh, (laughs) And and he leaves. And he's in X3 a lot more. I do like the effect, though. I like, obviously, it's not as good as it is in Deadpool. But it looks good. He looks good. It's just a big guy. Something that I just realized, and that's kind of weird. So the kids escape from the mansion. But where did they go? I guess Did they ever explain that? There's like a weird sewer that they run through. Yeah, but then they just go end up in a forest, and then yeah. they never explain where they ended yeah. up going. Yeah, I don't know where they are. And, and then also... They're, then they're all back in the next one. And also, how small is this school that they only captured, like, ten students, and then everyone else got away, but that was only another, like, ten students? Well, like, I thought this it's was a supposed huge, to be a big school. It's a huge school. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. That's all the extras they could afford for that day, I guess. <laughs> Which is weird, because this is a fucking huge movie. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I have no idea what happened to those guys. Right afterwards, where we get our sync moment. <laughs> In the first one, he steals Cyclops' bike. In this one, he steals the car. It's kind of fun. And he uses, like, the X phone. I don't know. But comes out of the radio? Comes Why out? Not? I don't know. But yeah, at some point, you know, he has to start the car with his claw, which that's, I guess that's a fun application. And then it's it's fucking NSYNC, and they're all like, oh, turn the shit off, because, you know, it's solid 2003 joke. Also, there's a lot of parts in this where Iceman, like, heats up, or Iceman, like, freezes a beverage. And he's in this a lot more. <laughs> yeah, it's all he's used for. And then he, like, freezes a wall in front of Striker. Iceman's one of my favorite X-Men. He's used a lot better in this, because he and Rogue kind of have a subplot that isn't isn't bad. I, I enjoy that, because that's a realistic enough application. It's like, yeah, they are dating, but she can't fucking... But she would literally murder him if they get too close. can't touch him. <laughs> like, it's... In there, but the, it's a little weird when Wolverine's like, oh, how do you guys... And he's like, we're working on it. It's like, well, that's none of your fucking business. Yeah, you how fucking that creep. How that 17-year-old girl is... <laughs> weird i don't like that at all oh and pyro pyro's in this who's you know he's the anti-iceman he's in like a scene in the first movie he's the just real quick (laughs) well he's the worst and then he ends up joining magneto's crew it's weird because iceman has a little brother who's in the house because they have to leave the mansion because it gets raided by strikers guys so they go to bobby's house in boston in baston uh second episode where we talked about baston my boy's wicked smart and that's when they have the whole scene where, oh, you know, mom, dad, I'm a mutant. And his little brother is upstairs and he calls the police and the police show up. There's a man in the house and he won't let us leave. Yeah. <laughs> but why would he rat out his brother like that? Like, that's an extreme. he's a shitty brother that he's hates He's a really mutants. shitty brother. But then the police show up and there's there's some good bits there where, like, Wolverine's got his claws out, and they're like, put down the knives, and he's just I like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that's good. He gets shot in the head, and he stays down for a lot longer than Wolverine usually would. Yeah, that's weird. Although I prefer like, in a Wolverine who isn't completely, who's like indestructible, but it takes him a few days to heal from shit more than just like, oh, the skin's ripped off. Oh, it's all back. Because that's a little more like, well, there's nothing. Like, there's yeah, no risk dumb. there. That's kind of what the comics became after a certain point. I think at some point in the comics, Magneto removed all his adamantium. 
in like the night in the radical 90s in the noughties then he had like a really that's when he got his really strong healing factor i don't know why i think it just like made up for it or whatever yeah, that doesn't make any sense and then he got his adamantium back and it's been like that ever since so, so he just has an insane healing factor yeah. and an indestructible skeleton yeah and i think some of these earlier movies are better at being like oh you know his healing factor it's good but it's not as extreme like in this he puts out a cigar on his hand or and he's fine that's fine it's because I mean, like, he can still get his ass beat. Yeah, like, I know. It's not that. It's not. But I like it more in this movie. In the Wolverine, which I know I just praised a whole bunch, but he is at Nagasaki or Hiroshima. I can't remember which one. When the atomic bomb is dropped in World War II, and he takes the full blast of it, and all of his skin and his hair and his clothes burn off, and then they they form back in like ten seconds. Great. And his hair, and his hair goes back to the way it was. That- that's that doesn't make any sense. No, it's really dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. But hey, it's a cool visual. And I, and I guess Storm, who's the nine to five MVP of this movie, working nine to five because she has nothing to or she has <laughs> nothing to do except for like one scene where she's very useful in that like in a plane and they're getting attacked and she does some cool weather shit and that's it. I always feel like when there's a she's at her best in X three where she actually has stuff to do. But in this movie, I think I read somewhere that they gave her more to do. And the Oscar goes to Halle Berry in Monsters Bay. Give her more scenes. Give her more scenes because she's so she important now. <laughs> and she got like one scene where she gets to, I think she has less lines than she does in the, like, at least in the first one. Yeah, she has that bad line. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? same thing that happens to everything else. But I remember it. Memorable. I don't remember anything Instead she does in this like, one. She flies a plane and makes a couple tornadoes and probably kills two pilots. What I'm <laughs> saying here is I like a lot of the characterizations more in X-Men 3 than I do in this movie. Storm's a lot better. Cyclops is, isn't is in it very much, but he has stuff I remember. Like, there's that line, because, you know, they're still all dealing with Jean's death, because these all take place in the not-too-distant future, so no one knows when when these are happening, but I guess not that long after each other. Even though people are growing up real fast, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's a mutant thing, who knows. <laughs> there's a bit in that movie where Logan's like, oh, you know, Scott, Jean's death happened a little while ago, and, and you should get over it, and he has that line where it's like, Not everybody heals as fast as you, Logan. That's a good little moment. He's targeting his personality. He's targeting his powers. And this there was an actual it, writer for that movie. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but not David Hayter, I guess. I don't think so. In this, I couldn't tell you a thing he says, other than the thing about Gene, like be- lifting books or whatever. Yeah, I, I know I told you yesterday, but watching this movie made me like the first one more. <laughs> yeah, and I, which I don't know how that worked. Well, but it I just kind of did. I think that movie has all those great character moments that we talked about, and the characterizations are at their best there. And that's why First Class works a lot, is just because the characters really motivate that movie. I think I, like, I finished this one, and I was like, that wasn't a very fun movie. I no, wish I watched the first one instead, because that's actually a fun movie. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't leave as much of a mark. This one, I think, is a lot more focused on action than characters. That's which, fine. It yeah, does its action good, so, like... There's, there's really good stuff. I enjoy the part when Pyro blows up all those cop cars. Did you notice that when he blows up one of the police cars that... It's like the sound of an explosion, but also of a pig squealing. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I want to know who snuck that in. I was going to say, this is like some sound designer must have been like, I'm going to I'm gonna have my big moment. 
Because there's no way that it planned. Like, they were like, oh, you're going to do this. That's got to be yeah. a guy. Nobody nobody said, yeah, you need to add a pig noise when the cops die. <laughs> but you can, because it's funny. Because <laughs> that's a funny thing. I, yeah, I, I like to think it's just some guy who's been, like, fucking mixing the sounds for Wolverine's claws all day. He's like, you know what? Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's heard the shank noise too many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Franny, it's Snicked. Are you even, snicked. A, are you even a real comic fan? Fuck you, Franny. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, nah, it's Snicked. It's Snicked. <laughs> uh, he's been doing that all day, and he's like, Alright, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. Fuck the police. Magneto's costume is less dumb in this. Also, Magneto has that scene where he breaks out of the plastic prison. It's kind of bad, because he takes all the iron out of that guy's blood. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. too much iron in your blood. I used to, like, really like that scene when I was little, because I was like, oh, blood. Ooh, this is an adult movie. <laughs> this is cool. But now it's like, eh, whatever. Like, it's fine. Like, it, it's, it's nothing it's cool. special, but, like, It's a little wacky cool. when he's got the balls <laughs> floating around. Like, I understand why, but it's, it's a little weird. It reminded me of the Newton's Cradle in the first one, where it's like, is he always, he always, <laughs> like, thinking about that at all times? But I guess it's cool. I guess it's great. It might be the best scene in cinema, I guess. <laughs> I love the delivery he has. You should have killed me when you had the chance! Um, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> no, I wasn't, in, I wasn't in it for this one. I don't know why. I wish I was. Good action. Good action. Not great characters, but some really fun action stuff. I like the set piece of the dam. I like the line a lot with Wolverine Stryker when Stryker says, You're an animal then. You're an animal now. I just gave you claws. I don't really like all the brainwashing stuff in this. I think it's weird. I don't like the Professor X is in that room with his son thing. That's weird. I just think this movie would have been way better if instead of just being a military thing, they stuck with the Striker Crusade because that's way cooler. Yeah, <laughs> but then you kind of have to get into religion and people get real antsy about that. Fuck them. Fuck them, <laughs> exactly. Fuck them. Like, I would have much rather seen that. Fuck them. Crucify Patrick Stewart. Yeah, cr- whoa. <laughs> I'm sure he's been some religious epic at some point. Probably. There's no way. Yeah. Or even just like an episode of Star Trek TNG where he's, <laughs> where he's like gone back in time because they do way more time travel on that show than they should it's not my favorite star trek series i like tos the most um and dsn and std <laughs> shouldn't have named it that i always forget that they're star trek std yeah discovery that was a bad idea yeah <laughs> it's a really bad idea i haven't seen any of it i've heard it's pretty i heard season one is pretty good and ends shit and season two is bad I i'd like to see it i literally have no clue what star trek like is about <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's... Like, I've heard nothing about it ever. Basically... I just know that it exists. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's you know, it's the Starfleet, and they go from, like, planet to planet. It, like, a lot of the time it'll be, like, because the whole thing of the Federation, which is what all the main characters work for, is galactic unity. So they'll go to some planet and, like, try to get along with the aliens. They'll be like, oh, you know, we want you added to this Federation core that we have. But a lot of time they'll go to a planet and then the aliens will be hostile and then it'll end where, oh, you know, now we're all working together. It's great. Like, the whole thing is, like, pretty political and philosophical. That's why a lot of people are like, Star Wars is easier because it's just people shooting guns. <laughs> I, I don't know. And I prefer Star Wars even though Star Wars is bad. All you need is the high ground. That's right. Get that on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> people are going to be mad about this one, I think. People really fucking love this movie. I think people are going to get more and more mad when we start saying our opinions about movies because they're going to disagree so much <laughs> yeah i and i feel weird just because i remember liking some of the movies that we have dissed on or i guess the only ones and like i lo- think i like this fine i'm not like against this movie. yeah i don't think this is a bad movie at all i just i don't know what it was i just couldn't really get into it 
I think there was a better way to tackle this story. I think maybe reading the comic before watching the movie kind of ruined it for me a little bit. Yeah. Because I thought the comic was, like, better than the movie. But then again, like, that's every time somebody reads a book before a movie, it's not the same. Like, they prefer yeah. the book just because it's you. there's more time to flesh things out. But I don't think that defense works for this just because this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie. And, and that's, is, a, like, a less a than... A 60-page comic or yeah. whatever. I don't think that you can really make the excuse like oh you know it's just there's not enough time there's way more time yeah like you can rip through this it's like one of the quickest it's classic super stories small. that's why there's like a lot of extra stuff in here is because it has it, if this was just the pages of the comic it would look like no one would buy it because it'd be so thin <laughs> uh, yeah and then they add 10 pages of interviews that no one's gonna read yeah i've definitely read them all like <laughs> i think the past few times i've read that comic i definitely re- i like reading the interviews it's i great. always look at the varying covers <laughs> i look at the sketches they, they include it for fucking dorks like me i guess yeah no stanley cameo in this one also weird it's oh, only because the this one doesn't have one the third one has one it's a weird pattern because it's not even like every other one i think the ones that have it is the first one the third one apocalypse and then like deadpool if that counts so it's like five of them out of like 12 <laughs> x-men hates stanley confirmed oh my god <laughs> fucking but, but you know every episode we gotta at least reference stanley because he's the best there ever was yeah. so. rest I mean, in peace stan i every he's time pretty much marvel so like we gotta mention him of course every yeah. single episode yeah and i don't mind he's he's one of my heroes yeah. he's one of the best there ever was so <sighs> miss him yeah I, I really, I do enjoy the line where uh, Magneto and Mystique make fun of Rogue's hair. We love what you've done with your hair. That's fun. Because we made fun of it last week, and yeah. then there's this when he fucking did it, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think there's layers to that. I think that works. I think seeing Magneto say the phrase dorky helmet was just so weird. He said that? It's a dorky-looking helmet. This dorky-looking helmet is the only thing that's going to protect me from the real bad guy. Also, way. I feel like Pyro's power is so lame. He can't create fire. He can just control it. <laughs> yeah, he's like the Frozone. Yeah. Or Frozone, at least or, he can, no, Frozone can water make... in the air. Yeah, but Pyro has to have a lighter on him at all times or else his powers don't work. Oh, also the scene uh, where the, the towards the start where they're at the museum, when he does the freezing effect, that's not like a digital thing. All those people are mimes. That's cool. Wait, like really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Which I guess the weird bullies that they have to deal with in that scene also must have been. I don't know who that kid with the tongue is supposed to be, because he does it twice. He has, like, yeah, a weird I, I nightcrawler don't... lizard tongue. It's no clue. Toad. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, fucking could be in these movies. Hank McCoy is on a TV in this. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Because and... yeah. he was supposed to be in there, because he's in the next one, I mean. But he's supposed to be, he was supposed to be in this, I think Angel was. There's a bit where you see, like, the metal angel wing on the wall of Weapon X facility with all the, all the other, like, Wolverine pictures. So that's kind of cool. Beast and Angel would both be introduced in the next one. Which then you get all the core X-Men characters, so that's... Patrick Stewart's good in this, he just doesn't have as much to do. Yeah, he doesn't really do, like, Everybody's anything. better in the first one, and I like it, because it's a lot more simple. Like, this is a simple story. Most of it takes place at the school. Like, the whole first half is at the school, the whole second half is at the base. It's very, like, Yeah, I think I like the first one, because it was a little more focused on the characters, and I felt like this one was more focused on, like, the action yeah. and the story, even though the story wasn't that great. Well, we even <laughs> talked about in the first episode how we were... Or on the first episode where we did the first X-Men, how I was like, oh, you know, I think the first one's all the setup and the second one's all the payoff until you're probably like the second one more. But no, the there's payoff, no payoff in this. The payoff isn't <laughs> that great. Lady Deathstrike, that's a weird design. Because she has like fingernails yeah, and claws. Weird. I don't like that. 
It's Do weird. you remember if the next one is better or is it worse? I really like the next one, and I've seen it pretty recently. You got a lot of dumb stuff. You have the part where Magneto moves the, the Golden Gate Bridge and then goes, Charles always wanted to build bridges, which we've talked oh, about. That's in this one? That, no, it's in the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has the Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! Because Jean Grey dies in this. And there's it's Phoenix not the impactful, ocean. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's but really dumb. she was <laughs> already had the Phoenix, I guess. And they never explain how she had it. She just kind of had it. She just had it. She just had it. There's a part where you see it in her eye, and, like, you think it's going to X-Men Apocalypse style, like, appear behind her and be cool, but no, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's and it. her powers are, like, slightly better than they usually are. I guess. Okay. <laughs> but she doesn't have anything to really do. Yeah, so there's, like, you can't show off that she's, like, more powerful than usual when she doesn't do anything. Good hair, though. Everybody's got great hair in this movie. Something I noticed. Just, like, no frosted tips in sight. <laughs> I think we're getting away from that. Do you know who the villain in the Punisher movie is? No. It's Frosted Tips. No. Okay. It's unrelated, but oh, I okay. kind of want you not... Oh, I don't know if I want you not... Uh, should I tell you or no? I don't care. It's John Travolta. <laughs> no. It's John Travolta. No, it's not. John Travolta's Howard Saint. It's... No. Yeah, it no, is. It is. It is. You're gonna love it. Also, Rebecca Romaine's in that movie, and she's Mystique in these, so it's weird. Rebecca remained Stamos at the time because she was married to John Stamos. I don't know if that she still is. I doubt it. Fun fact. <laughs> John Stamos. I married John Stamos. Are you kidding me? Oh, also the Alan Cumming makeup. He Because he's never in another one of these movies. Nightcrawler's an X-Men Apocalypse, but it's a different guy. And that's because the makeup, at least in the church scene, took 10 hours. And so he's so like, fuck this. like, no, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. You know who else was going to be Nightcrawler? Neil Patrick Harris. Barney Stinson himself was going to be Nightcrawler. Daddy's home. I kind of want to see that, but at the same time, I really don't. <laughs> well, I think this is the same year that had the... Do you remember that weird, like, CG animated Spider-Man show where Neil Patrick Harris was the voice of Spider-Man? No. I forgot to mention last week, in that show, which I watched constantly because it was on Netflix, and of course. it was like an MTV show, and so they would say Hell and Damn, and I thought that was so cool because it's Spider-Man. <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people said about like when the Ninja Turtles movie came out. They're like, Ninja Turtles swear, this is awesome. Last week, I forgot to mention that Michael Clark Duncan voiced the Kingpin on that show, so it's that universe. And it's Spider-Man. That's crazy. What the fuck? What? That's so weird. What a movie. What it's, a movie. It's, uh... It's very okay. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's... Comic is better, so Comic read is better. Read, really I will leave a link to it in the description. God loves man kills. It's very good. God hates mutants. God really does. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't. It's the moral of the story. I don't think Brady understood. <laughs> no, all I got out of that was God hates mutants and they, and they should all die. <laughs> he did read it with his eyes closed. I told him that's not how reading works, but... Is that it? I think so. I I don't know. I felt like there. I feel like there's more to talk about. Me but too. Like, I, I do. can't think of anything else. Maybe to say, we're not really. the guys for the job. Maybe somebody who liked this movie more can handle that. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's not even anything that like I didn't like about the movie. No, that's the thing. <laughs> it's just like I don't. Like, that's know why if, it feels wrong to not have I, more to say. If I wasn't in the mood for it, or just I don't know. I really don't know what it was. I wish I did. Because I've always been like, yeah, it's good, but I like the first one more. And I think I still feel that way, but I didn't think there was as much of a gap between how much I like these two. Next week, we're going to be talking about Ang Lee's Hulk, so, uh, Great. where Nick Nolte is the Hulk's dad, and there's Hulk dogs. So, get ready for that. 
So if you want to watch that to keep up with us, <laughs> so you can understand what the fuck we're talking about, find a copy of that. I'm not leaving that in the description. Although I did, I think I sent you a picture when I found it on 4K. They put that on 4K. Why? Why would they be like, Hulk 2003, throw that out there? Fucking ridiculous. Like, I know you have to... Because it's the one movie that no one cares about. I know you have to reformat everything, but like, that's so weird. <laughs> also... That movie might be tied to the MCU. We'll talk about that next week. That movie ends where The Incredible Hulk starts. We're going to get into that a lot next week. Um, oh but other than that, thank <laughs> wait, you wait, so you much. Serious? Yeah, I am serious. The Hulk, the, the next week's episode, that movie ends in like South America, and that's where The Incredible Hulk starts. So... Has anybody uh, acknowledged that? I, or... think, I don't know. I think people <laughs> talk about it, but nobody really talks about it. Because <laughs> nobody knows that, that, that this movie exists. Yeah, my god. I'm going to play the Hulk video game before I have... Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm sorry if we offended you because we didn't love, love, love this movie. Oh, we've definitely offended people from, from this one and last time. Yeah, it's still better than Blade 2. I still like it more than Blade 2. It's still a better movie than Daredevil. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> we keep watching movies and I keep liking them more than Blade 2. So, like, seeing Blade more movies. Blade 2 is at is the making, bottom of my list. It's making me like Blade 2 less yeah. with every movie. Yeah. <laughs> weird i really did yeah i wasn't super into blade 2 which sucks because i wish i was and i should be i'm sorry my phone went off can't wait for blade trinity it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun it might what if it's better than blade 2 <laughs> what it can't be vampire it'll, Palmer be, it'll be better specifically because ryan reynolds is in it <laughs> maybe yeah but you say the same thing about x-men origins i think we're done here yeah we're done <laughs> you mean like with the show like we're yeah, shutting this whole yeah. thing down you can find the show on twitter and instagram at marvel movie pod you can find us on gmail at marvel movie pod gmail.com you can find me on instagram at flipped egg you can find me on twitter at flipped egg but the e and egg is at three franny is an anti-mutant legislator he hates mutants and he thinks that individuality and equality should be eradicated isn't that right you know it so you can't find him anywhere. Can't be getting that internet hate. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't. We can't let him. Nobody can tell you. We can't have Paul yell at you about how X Two is is the best movie ever made. Yeah. I don't even think he thinks that. I don't think he likes it very much. <laughs> we should have gotten okay. people's opinions on how great this movie is, and then tell everyone how wrong they are. <laughs> Shit, that's right. That's one of our favorite things. You know that Luke guy that we we can never pronounce his last name when he mm -hmm. writes in. I told him that, and he was like, "That's okay. Everybody does." <laughs> Sorry. Bad. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I don't even know what fucking quote's gonna be at the end of this episode. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. You should have killed me!